0: Mm -hmm. So I think pausing and saying promised lands aren't perfect. They're just God's provision for us. Right. So like our family is not perfect. (laughs) We have challenges and things that come up that we've got to work through. And that is hard sometimes, but we are still God's provision for each other.
1: Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson,
0: and Holly Girth. Writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected.
2: So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green
1: smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together.
0: Hey, More Than Small Talk friends. Thanks for being with us again. A few episodes ago, we talked about breaking free from captivity and getting out of our Egypts. So we are following up with that in this episode, talking about embracing the promise. So, Suze, tell us more about that.
1: This has been a really sweet theme. As usual, there have been tears (laughs) as we have been going through this theme, but what's a promised land? God has brought you into, and how do you feel about it? So, building from Egypt
2: and captivity, um, there is that unknown, but I have found freedom in this next season in that the unknown feels filled with promise because I'm moving forward instead of stuck. So, I've just been able to really just embrace what's right in front of me. I'm typically a planner and I like to think through the next two to 10 years and then I also am a creative so I don't take up one lane it's usually three and it feels like my promised land is a permission slip to explore the things that were stifled in this past season and I'm loving it I feel very great about just the unknown but filled with just crazy blind faith that knows that I'm headed in the right direction
1: Yeah, I think my promised land is fully being me. And this is a theme that you see through these last few episodes is I remember as I was growing up and especially, you know, I was completely on my own at the age of 17, 17 years in one week, I was on my own 100%. And so I had to scrap and I had to fight and I had to figure out where to live and how to eat and how to get gas for my car and and so being able to dream wasn't really a luxury that I had because I was surviving and being able to do what we're doing right now like sitting around and talking with other strong women about the things of Jesus and coming alongside other women is just such a promised land for me. I remember when the Lord led me from the back pew of my church, where I felt very safe, to being able to teach a Sunday school class. And that was a little taste of the promised land. I realized that I was a teacher at heart. Then being able to then go speak, which I did with shaking knees and a hammering heart, and lots of mistakes. But it was a taste of the promised land and being a mama and getting to see that I didn't have to carry the things from the past into that, you know, and learning through that. One day speaking and then one day realizing that I had a desire to do radio and I was doing it in North Carolina, but living in Oklahoma. It's so funny that the promised land God has revealed to me. Okay, Sue's here. Can I show you just another layer of who you are? Can I show you another layer of what I see that maybe you don't, and then step into that? So, yeah, yeah, that's my promised land.
0: I think a promised land for me is our family. Yeah. (laughs) Because we went through about a decade of infertility and then met our daughter, Lavelle, who had basically aged out of the foster system. And so she didn't have parents. We didn't have a kiddo. God brought us together. Mm -hmm. Fast forward. It'll be 10 years this fall. Mm. And she got married, has two littles. And so I get to be a nana also. Yeah. and A young one. A young yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. nana. <laughs> we went to the Blue Zoo this week with the green kids and got to feed stingrays. And they jumped in a bouncy house. And we did all these things. And I was thinking, you know, it's the funny thing about our promised lands is at some point they become our normal. Hmm. You yeah. know, like I haven't thought about our story in a while. Yeah. Same. You know? Same. Same. Yeah. Same. And that's a good reminder for me to be like, at some point, your promised land, it's just your new normal. Yeah. And it's easy to forget like, oh, yeah, that was that was quite the journey <laughs> to, to getting to this place. And yeah. look what God did. And yeah, so Maybe that's something to think for all of us to think about what promised land am I living in now that just feels normal was something I prayed for. Like maybe it was getting married or the job you have or living in a particular place or overcoming an inner obstacle or addiction. And now you're like, that's not even something I really spend time thinking about anymore, but it's still a promised land. Yeah. Um, I just had a light bulb moment to to that.
2: because we don't I don't think we take inventory of like how far we've come and like that whole thing of you know it becoming our normal yeah that and it's good right mm-hmm. I mean we can have messy parts of our story in our life still happening but see that element where the stability that you once craved is now right there inside of you and you
1: know there's that's growth. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. I one tendency we have culturally is to always be looking down the road or around the corner. You know, yeah, I just checked off five goals, so here's five more. But what if we paused and we celebrated, just like you just mm-hmm. said, Jennifer, and I and I can go back and say, there was this girl one time who sat on the curb. And she wanted to run away, but she had no place to go. And going back into the house wasn't an option because things weren't good in there. And God sitting down beside me and saying, you have no idea, Susie, of the promised land (laughs) that I have for you. And to be able to sit down next to her and say, hey, this is what God sees in you. And as you trust him and walk with him, it's going to take a long time, but step by step by step, you will glimpse the promised land and eventually you're going to live there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was just thinking that we can't have our promised land without the wasteland first, right? I don't think so. You know? And so- Because we don't appreciate it. We don't. But that those wasteland moments really are- where we dig deep, you yeah. know, and we learn the things that we need to learn in that season and then fast forward we're living in our pro- promised land and that's the normal and there's all of that stretch of time in between that I think it's really important to honor that.
0: Hey friends, we hope you're enjoying this conversation about embracing the promise. If you're listening and wondering I don't know if I'm in Egypt or the promised land, or it feels like sometimes one area of my life I'm in one and maybe in another area I'm in a different place. My book, You're Already Amazing, Embracing Who You Are, Becoming All God Created You to Be, will help you figure that out. I have a whole chapter where we go through what it looks like to be in Egypt, the promised land, the desert, along with tools to help you figure out where you are in each area of your life. So you can find out more about You're Already Amazing at hollygirth.com or wherever you like to get your books. Now let's get back to our conversation. Yeah, I think it's important to remember, too, that the promised land isn't perfect. No, Mm-mm. no, there's you know? giants in there. Yeah, giants <laughs> and battles to be fought right? and territory to be claimed. And yeah, I think that's important, too, because I think sometimes we get to a place and we're like, oh, this is it. This is the promised land. You know, maybe we get married or have a baby or start a new job or whatever it is. And then. It's not the ideal we envisioned when we were in the desert and we think, oops, maybe this isn't the promised land after all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think pausing and saying promised lands aren't perfect. They're just God's provision for us. Right. So like our family is not perfect. <laughs> we have challenges and things that come up that we've got to work through. And that is hard sometimes, but We are still God's provision for each other.
1: Yeah. I think the promise is that they would conquer the land that they would go into. But the promise actually began when it was first issued, and they took a step of faith toward it. The promise was also that God would be with them in the wilderness. I remember this picture from Scripture where Moses is in the tent, and the glory of God comes down, and it says that everybody else is standing outside their tent. Watching the glory of God, wondering what was happening in there, and I think that there's those moments where we see that, where we're like, "And we're so close, I can see it, I can see that somebody else is experiencing that, but I'm longing, I'm standing outside my tent, longing to experience what's what's right there in front of me, you know, and we can we can almost give up at that point. It's just too close, but we're not experiencing it yet. And I don't even know if that makes sense. But I just remember thinking if I'm standing outside the tent and somebody else, the glory of God is over them, I'm going to feel very distant from what's happening. I'm going to feel a longing to experience that. Yeah. It just
2: makes me think of those sideline seasons, like, you know, that picture of standing outside of your tent. I mean, I think how many of us feel like we're in the, We're in the sidelines. We're like waiting to get our turn to play or or whatever it is. And I think we've all felt that that longing to be somewhere other than where we're at. Yeah. I'm
1: on this trip, too. Yeah. You know, I got a tent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've been faithfully getting up. I'm Mm -hmm. eating the manna. You know, let the glory be here, too. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, the promise was that God was with them. Mm -hmm. All the way into the promised land. And he
0: held true to that. And I think we can sometimes think, oh, she's got my promised land, you know, (laughs) like she's pitching her tent there. And that's supposed to be for me. Like I had so many friends and family members get pregnant when we were, you know, on that journey. Yeah. And, you know, it turned out my baby was going to be 20 when I got her. My Mm -hmm. promised land looked different than I thought it would. And. So I think that is a promise we can hold on to you is that no one can take your promised land. Mm, right. Like no one else can dwell there but you. And so we don't have to be afraid of like, oh, if someone else seems to get an answer to a prayer, I prayed mm. that somehow they got to the promised land first, you know? Yeah. And there's always going to be a promised land for each of us. It yeah. just may look different than we expected.
1: Yeah. Well, and the whole desire... We started this. The whole desire of God was to take people out of captivity mm-hmm. through the wilderness, which was a time of seasoning and trust, and then into the promised land. And it was hard at every single juncture. Literally, when Moses is about to hand leadership to Joshua, the thought is, because they've just got word, there's giants over there. It's not like they're, there's just some peaceful people over there hanging out, and it's going to be easy to walk in. They're going to have to conquer giants at this part of entering the promised land. And let's talk about that. What are some practical things we can do? Because as we start to enter a promise, all the unknowns, all the giants, all the learning curves may want us to go back into captivity or just to turn around, and go back to our tent. How do how do we deal with that? What's something practical?
0: I think identifying what could hold us back from all that God has for us. Like I think sometimes we believe we're not worthy of the promised land God has for us. That even we just in our last episode talked or two episodes ago talked to Mary Morantz and she talked about going from a single wide trailer to law school at Yale. And being there and thinking, I'm a fraud. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy of this. And I think identifying what lie is likely to hold me back from my promised land. We Mm -hmm. talk about lies a lot, but Mm -hmm. I think that's one part of it is mentally. Yes, we have to actually go into the promised land, but sometimes what holds us back is not a practical obstacle. It's a mental block Mm -hmm. that we need to push through to get there.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, I've always kind of like said this to myself and journals about this, that like, I'm the biggest obstacle standing in my way a majority of the time. It's not the giants. It's probably the, the magnifying glass on them that makes me kind of shrink back and stay stuck. So I just think that just knowing like, okay, these are my things. And when I kind of hit these triggers or, um, Like I'm stationary. This is what I'm doing. So how can I course correct and you know move a little further next time?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Mary, and I hope that if you have not listened to that episode, please go back to episodes and listen because it's powerful. But one of the things that Mary said throughout the interview was that it is key that we not be afraid to dig in the dirt of our story Mm -hmm. and. By doing that, it helps you see, it's, it's not saying that what you went through was wrong or you ignored. It's part of who you are. Every obstacle that we go through is part of who we are. It shapes us. But it also helps you to, when you're there, you see yourself as both. I am both the little 13-year-old who was skinny and sad and unsure and who wanted to run away from home, I'm still her, mm. but I am the healed version of her. Mm. <laughs> I am the healed version of her. And so it helps me to see that every part of the journey matters. God doesn't waste a drop of it. He grieves with us over parts of it, but he doesn't waste any of it.
0: I think... We're talking about practical steps, and I think one practical step is that we have an event coming up very soon where we're going to talk about these lies that we believe and the truth that sets us free. And we hope that you will join us for Ladies Night Out with KLRC on November 4th. You can find out more at klrc.com. There is still time, if the tickets aren't sold out, for you to get yours, and we would love for you to be with us. This is a promised land for us. Because yes. it's something we have talked about and dreamed about and prayed over for years, yeah. I think. years. I,
1: I think we started right before the pandemic. Yeah. We had a meeting before the pandemic.
0: And that was quite the desert <laughs> that we had to cross through. <laughs> yeah. And so I hadn't thought about it until this moment in this episode. But I think that event is actually a promised land for us. And it we is. are really praying that... It, You can join us and it will be a promise lane for you too. Yeah, bring a friend. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.